0: New U.S. sanctions on Iran took effect. Today, since after President Trump pulled the U.S. out of the international nuclear deal.
2: The sanctions targeted Iran's shipping, financial, and energy sectors, all key to the country's already
1: struggling economy. The bombs, which the FBI referred to as improvised explosive devices, were sent to the FBI's bomb laboratory in Quantico, Virginia.
2: We're in Mexico again tonight as thousands of migrants try to find a faster way to the U.S. border. The White House says
0: it's now getting help from the Mexicans. The news out of Pittsburgh, the man accused in the shooting at the uh, synagogue in Pittsburgh is pleading not guilty, and he also wants a jury trial. You can see he's facing a 44 council So, In the final seconds before the Boeing 737 MAX crashed into the water, it was traveling at more than 500 kilometers an hour. All 189 people on board were killed. You've now entered the House of Mystery. Crime, conspiracy, history, and science. With your hosts, Al Warren, Mike Brown, Julie Sav, Michael Butterfield, Dr. Joseph Usinski, and Michael Hawley. Heard on KCAA 106.5 FM Los Angeles, 102.3 FM Riverside, and one hundred five oh AM Palm Springs.
1: You're back in the house of a mystery, and I'm at the controls. Al Warren, and uh, my co-host today is David Martinos. <laughs> <laughs> Trying it with himself. No so? yeah, that's uh, perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. So now we've got a uh, very special guest uh, that's called all the way for from Colombia, and um, his name is Jesus Ruiz Haneo. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Jesus. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, and we've also got uh, Ron Chepsek, who is uh, the author or co-author of the book called "The Real Mr. Big: How a Colombian refu- Refugee Became the United Kingdom's Most Notorious Cocaine Kingpin." Well, thank you for being here, Ron. Thank you,
2: thank you, uh, Alan.
1: So, so Ron, let's let's start with you here. How did you come across this this case uh, to write the book? Well
2: very interesting I, I woke up one morning in may 2017 and first thing i do is i get my coffee then i go i go to the uh, computer and i check my mail and I, I had this email in there and uh i could tell it was from from england i was saying what well, am i getting an email from england and it was the daughter of jesus and uh she had written me a note and saying that um uh, that uh her father knew about me and um uh, he was getting out of out of prison uh, pretty soon, and would I be interested in um, in writing uh, uh, a book with him? And I looked and I said, you know, who is this guy? You know, uh, Jesus Ruiz uh, Hinoj. You know, and I looked at him and I was saying, so anyway, she had about well, five clips with it, and uh, so I, I I clicked on the links, and that uh, was kind of you know, it was kind of amazing. Uh, the, the articles described this. Um, uh, uh, Colombian, uh, you know, he, he came to uh, the United Kingdom as sort of a, <laughs> a refugee, and uh, he had built this incredible network, uh, which at one time employed uh, probably 20,000 people, and uh, there was claims that he was the first uh, billion-pound cocaine kingpin in British history, and then I read an article, I read a, a comment by... Uh, one of the police officers describing him as as the Pablo Escobar of um, of uh, 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 United Kingdom cocaine trafficking. So that was enough to get me interested as a writer. I said, "Wow!" And, and there was really nothing you know written about him. And this guy um, uh, Jesus had, had stayed under the under the radar. And so uh, I wrote back and I said, uh, "Yeah, you know, I, I'd be interested in talking with uh, Jesus about this." And so. Uh, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, and then uh, we arranged a, a phone conversation. He called me from prison. At the time, he was serving 18 years in the British uh, Penitentiary, and we talked a little bit about that. She sent me some uh, sort of a diary that he kept, uh, which was quite interesting, and, uh, and we said, okay, we're going to, you know, uh, yeah, we, we can work together on this thing. And uh, he, he thought he was getting out early, but for some reason, and, uh, you can check with, uh, Jesus on this, uh, the legal reasons, uh, he kept getting delayed. And so it was like, uh, 2019 and, uh, I was pretty kind of pessimistic that he was going to get out. And one day he, he got out and, um, uh, next thing I know, he was back in Colombia. They deported him after, after they released him. And, uh, he was back in Colombia. And so, uh, I re- wrote his daughter and, uh, I, you know, said, uh, you know, uh, what's going on? Is, is he out? And, um and all that and she said yeah she give some time to um, to acclimatize himself back to Colombia and then we we'll, we'll get together uh with you and so uh we got together and um and uh gave him some time to get used to freedom and uh we agreed that I would go to Colombia and I would interview him um, and we're going to do a book on that and so um, uh, uh I did that uh in late January of uh of of 2020 and it was very fortunate because it was just before COVID hit. In fact, the first cases were just breaking on that. So it was a very normal situation. And I went there, and for a week I interviewed uh, Jesus. And then um, I came back and uh, had enough for a book, and I wrote a book proposal. And so that's how we, we got started.
1: Pretty, pretty interesting uh, history there. Were you a little bit Were you a little bit nervous about going to Colombia and getting involved?
2: No, no. I, I I've been going to Colombia since uh, the late nineteen eighties, and I've been there and I've written extensively. I've written like three or four books on the Colombian drug trade, and I've written uh, numerous articles about it. And I was very familiar with with Bogota. Um, Colombia could be a dangerous place, but it's it's improved a lot since uh, Jesus's uh, heyday. Uh, it's it's gotten much more uh, calm around there, and uh, you know uh, I'm a journalist. Uh, I, you know these things, you know don't bother me. You know, the know, person not involved with journalism, and so uh, no, I didn't feel anything. And I was in Bogota. We were in a hotel room, and um, and uh, we uh, worked together. And I, I got the information that I needed, and then went back home.
1: There was no problem on that. Jesus, um, um, how, so, so tell us how you got in, involved in this kind of a lifestyle.
3: Mm, I don't know. Since, since I was a very young boy, I saw the people going around in expensive car, and then I realized the, the market of the cocaine was the, the, the way to make money. And then, I don't know, it's something you grow up with that, and you grow up between these people, and then you just gain all into this.
2: He just grew up in Armenia, which is, um, you know, cocaine country. He grew up among cocaine. I mean, um, you know, the coca crop was grown to make cocaine from, so it was a very natural part of his life on that. And he grew up poor, too, you know, a large family. And uh, he saw the things that uh, the people were buying with uh, with the money they made from the cocaine trade, and um, and uh, he decided that he was going to get into it.
1: So, Jesus, how did you um, deal with the success um, of of becoming so big, becoming like the Mister Big?
3: Uh, at the beginning is really hard because there's a lot of people uh, jealous in this business. It's a lot of people to want to, to take you out of the way. doesn't matter what. They can do anything just to get you out of the way. And in Colombia, uh, at that time, it was really hard to get it. You had to deal with a lot of criminals, sicarios especially, because they, don't, they, they they want to have the power. They don't want anyone to, to, to let the power. And for that reason, since I was a very young boy, 17, 18 years old, I traveled to Europe just to share the market. And my first travel was to, into Italy. And there, I managed to get a new, very good contact with the Sicilian Mafia. And from there, I started. Then, they, 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 they brought me into London. And from there, the market was open market, very easy to, to, to do business with the, with this kind of business with cocaine. Um I saw that I was looking around, I was looking the market, I saw the potential, and then I went back to colombia and then I started my 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 career <laughs> can say that
0: mm.
3: and uh, slowly, slowly I was building up, building up, building up because there was no no, really, no, no, not too much restrictions, not too much uh, hard things to do. That was so easy. And slowly, slowly, that becomes so good. One,
2: one of the things about Jesus is that he decided at a very early age uh, uh, not to mess with the United States. You know, he didn't want to deal with the United States dealing with trafficking. And that's where most of the Colombians were, where we're going. You know, the Medellin cartel with Escobar. The Cali Cartel with Rodriguez oruela brothers, uh, they were going to uh, to the United States. He thought the the, the laws were there and the uh, opportunities wouldn't be as great if he went to into Britain. And uh, I think he I think he made the right the right decision because Britain was a was an untapped mar- market, you know, well into the nineteen uh, nineties.
1: Uh, yeah, and I guess Jesus, you were probably not were you not as scared as the, with the British. Uh, police or authorities w- when it come to that
3: at that time at the, i wasn't i wasn't scared of them i was scared of the american because i saw how the daa american working really hard in colombia and they 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 managed to to catch and to get anyone involved in this business and on top of that the the um, Medellin cartel and Cali cartel, they were con- concentrate into the American market. But for that reason, I went into Europe. Spain at that time was a lot of people working in Spain. But my main, my main view was UK because of the prices. And at that time, I was no really Colombian working out there. And then when I went there, I just managed to learn a little bit of the, of the law, And the police how they doing and they was really a lot a lot a lot behind of the americans and for that reason i say this is the place to do the market and i was no scared of them now they update into the americans but before that or early 90s mid 90s they were really really behind
1: um and jesus how do you know um who you can trust in this kind of business to build such a an empire um to work with how how do you choose your, your your people you worked with
3: when the when the people come into the organization they have to they normally they allow uh, people to do very low jobs they they can recommend it and they can and they and we know all the family where the father all the family live in, ca- in case they don't they don't get a chance to disappear. And to trust them at the beginning is really hard. It's not easy. But when you get introduced to someone, a higher person, to be higher in the organization, has to be recommended and has to be trusted or has to be done something for someone before. But he's someone who just coming like new, new one. and never, I never face, I never let them see my see my face or I never speak to them. I, I always say... In, uh, a worker, to try to do things when they, till, till we can, we can start trust a person. But it's no easy, really hard. Uh,
2: the thing about Jesus is he operated like a CEO of a major corporation. Uh, he would vet people that came into the organization. He would check them out. He would go see who they're, where they're hanging out. He'd, he'd check out, uh, you know, their family. And, uh he would really vet them carefully before he would allow them into the into the organization and uh... interestingly uh... uh trust was not an issue with uh... with uh... Jesus. uh... you know he he um, he was able to uh, to operate very efficiently uh... with 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 fellow um, with fellow um, um... gangsters and uh... And, and was very successful from it
1: Jesus, did you keep from um, a regular job while you were creating uh, your drug empire? Hmm.
3: Uh, at the beginning, yes. I was doing a regular job. I was doing, uh, I was working in a coffee shop, and I was doing a bus driver, and I was doing a normal job. Uh, when, when the business became so good, too big, that was impossible for me to keep my job. And I had to get out of the job. And start going around. But luckily, because I won some kind of lottery there, I managed to have money around me. And when the police were checking on me, they they will they will notice that they will know that I already have money from some lottery win. And for that reason, that was good for me to to that was easy for me to leave the job and I start running around like my own my own business my own coffee shop
2: yeah finally he uh jesus had to quit i, I describe in a book where he's on the he's he's riding the bus and he's he's ranging these um uh, these uh hundred thousand pounds drug deals and finally this became too much for him he just said uh, you know i am gonna have to quit and and focus full time on the uh, on the cocaine but he enjoyed working didn't you jesus
3: yes i was enjoying working i really liked working but then uh i had to choose uh, to or, or carry on me, my bus right shop, or do the cocaine, and I really shoot the cocaine. Maybe mistake, maybe no, but I don't know, too late now to to, make, to think about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and now I notice, okay, so, so you get out of prison um, and you've been kind of laying low. Um, it, so is there a reason you're sort of laying low or staying out of the limelight? Yeah, I have,
3: uh, okay, I'm I, I coming out, I'm very careful, yes, uh, I'm running very low, I don't want people to see me, I don't want no one to find out who I am, and, uh, and I still require most of the time in indoors.
1: Yeah, uh, so, so what made you decide to um, get Ron and and get together and write a book?
3: uh when i when I, when i noticed when i noticed i was in the news all around the world in bbc news 24 hours uh when i when i sold the newspaper around the world talking about me i say oh this is massive i think I'll, I'll, i'm going to start writing i'm from inside prison i start writing 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 and i was thinking i'm going to write a book why not i'm going to let the people. Uh, well, what well, then, probably I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I just make the decision, and I say yes. Yeah, I'm interested in that, and I'm going to do it. And for that reason, I start looking to to contact the the, the ideal person to write my book, and then we gonna found a album. Hmm.
1: And so, so you, you had a family during this time? Uh,
3: yes, a family. And, and uh,
1: how were they with everything?
3: Uh, they are okay. They are okay. I, I keep it close to my family because uh, the one thing you really, really manage to appreciate and to value is the the family. The, the sorry, the the family. The family. That uh, no money can buy it, the lack of the family. No money can do anything when you lose that and i keep close to them i managed to speak to them from patients and letters to their hearts everything and i keep close to them is, some of them still live in the uk but and now in colombia but i keep close to them
2: yeah I, 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 he explains that in the book the big lesson that he learned that money can't buy everything and that uh, you know the family is the most important thing and he really regrets you know, spending all those years apart from his family in prison, because he's very close to his son and daughter, and to his wife, Maria.
1: And, and, and Ron, is there a subtext for the book? Is there some sort of uh, something that uh, what people can get out of this book? Like, what? what is the... You mean the like phenomenon? Hemingway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 is, is there something yeah. besides, you know, during the... Well, I'll tell story.
2: you, you know, it's like all the books that I write, I mean, you know, they all have the same ending, you know you know, everybody gets caught. You know, they end up spending a lot of time in prison. So I guess, you know, if, if there's a, a lesson, it's uh, crime does not pay. And I think that, uh, you know, uh, you can you can enjoy the moment. You know, and and Issues did this. I mean, he went on, on these trips, uh, you know, uh, vacation trips, where he spent £100,000, uh, you know, in a weekend and uh, and all that. But eventually it's going to catch up with you, you know, eventually it's going to catch up with you, and that's what happened.
0: In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: So, Jesus, uh, he thought he had beaten the, beaten the game. He got out. He got out. He was out for six months. But then, because of the, uh, certain events, uh, he got caught up. Uh, the police started uh, we're, we're investigating him. And the next thing you know, he was arrested and, uh, and uh, was convicted. You know, on that. And so, I, I think there's a lesson. It's like all my books is that you
1: know crime doesn't pay in the long run. Yeah, hey Zeus, what would you tell someone in the uh, in that same business nowadays? Would you give them advice?
3: How can I get to trust someone? Uh, okay, this is a lot of times and I, I think so many 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 times. In this business that people approach you to be a customer or to be in the organization and to trust them is really really hard I was abnormally just uh, texting them I just try to do make them to do something else for the organization and see what's coming on because uh, it's hello or police in involved in this business uh, and they become in in active in the organization but when you trust them to do something specific and um, they cannot do it and then it's when you realize this person is not good and to um, and to manage to get the trust in the organization they have to be willing to do anything but in my organization i never I never put any person in danger. I never use uh, violence against anyone. I never kill or murder anyone. I keep that way. I was only looking into do business, make money. That was my main point. And for that reason, I believe the heat didn't come on me for too long, because as soon as no, is no, is no murders around, is no people killing or starving because of this business. Uh, uh, the heat stay away from us.
2: And, and uh, the thing about Jesus is, is that in this really cutthroat business, he didn't carry a gun, and uh, which is quite amazing because in chapter three of the book, I talk about the Sicarios, and uh, Jesus mentioned them earlier. Uh, the Sicarios were contract killers. I mean, they made their money from killing people, and um, and uh, Jesus got got involved with them. He almost got killed. And uh, that was one of the reasons why he had to leave the country, was because his life was in danger uh, because of them. But he still, you know, did not carry a gun, and he believed in the power of persuasion, you know, the power of his words uh, to uh, convince people to do things that he wanted them to do.
3: Jesus, what do you feel about uh, the war on drugs uh, that's going on around the world? I don't know. I think so that a war that never ends. I believe the governments and the police will never win that. The only things, the only things, I've been involved in this business for so long. I saw how people come addicted to drugs, but I saw many people as well getting out of the drugs. And I believe I was in prison for so long. I saw how drugs is available in cyber disposition at every, every moment. But I believe it's all about education. You can see in Colombia, it's not the addiction that is everywhere in the world. In Colombia, people take drugs, yes, but they don't become like junkies. They don't become uh, uh, in that addiction, too heavy. Because it's people grow up between them. I grow up between the cocaine plants. I, I grow up between the cocaine Everywhere around my home and my farm, everywhere I never use I never use drugs because I well aware what it is. But when the people doesn't know what that, make, uh, that can make to them that uh, will destroy them, is when they become into the addiction. But he, the government educate the population properly, they will become aware of it.
1: How has this changed you? How it changed me? Yeah, the whole experience of of being in in the business and going to jail and coming out of it, when you look back at it, what do you think um, the biggest change to you personally?
3: I think the biggest change for me is now from outside because I was there. I was inside very heavy, and I was doing everything there, and now from outside after the prison. I was thinking this for many, many months inside prison. Is because we have to give it a hand, we have to treat the people who get into into the the addiction is by a, a health problem, using medication. And uh, now I saw from outside that uh, this is bad, this is bad. This is really really destroy family, destroy people, and um, shame me a lot because now I managed to to, to see the light properly. I um, try to give it a hand, my hand to people who are in addition. I try to give them advice. And Luckily, after I leave the prison a year ago, I managed to get one person out of the drugs. He's still smoking now, but no drugs at the moment. That's
1: great. great. Now, I noticed it says in your bio here that you um, actually tried to um, broker a deal of a million pound cocaine uh, from behind bars.
3: Mm, yes. That was something something really stupid. <laughs> that was a big mistake. But because you are when you when you are in prison, you you have to take your walls there. Die die you have to whenever you say something, you have to make sure it is done that way you will you will lose respect in prison and in prison people can't take you for a job for anything and i had to stand on my ground and one day i was just joking around and i said to someone i can't do this i can't do that that person contact another person another colombian go, the colombian start talking and then i heard them talking say to another group of people there in prison oh jesus is always talking shit. He's always in big mouth i was losing my respect and i said listen i can do and I'm, I'm not talking shit and I and i sent someone into colombia to contact to speak to one of my contacts in here for uh for, uh, for to provide a parcel and then is when the police coming into us
1: mm. What was it like um, living in jail for so long? Like, how was it for you? Uh, to do this, to this business for so long?
3: Mm, I don't know, really. It's something you don't realize. Is the times pass on um, year to year to year, and, and I, did, I, did, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't realize. When you are involved in this, i don't you don't, don't think properly you just you just see money, money, money money, and I say, you don't think oh this is see I'm going to do this I'm going, you don't feel scared or nothing you just came on that and you don't don't care about anything. Just money, money, money counting millions and millions of pounds all the time, and that is the only things on the time cost goes, cost goes, goes, goes. when then you realize they are on you it's too late, nothing you can do.
1: So if you had a chance to go back in time, would you do, would you do it all over again? Mm,
3: that is a really hard question. Uh, through, through this business, through my life, this business, I have helped hundreds of people. I didn't, I didn't just use the money to be greedy. I had an orphanage, in, 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 even in Colombia, Uh I have an orphanage with 100 children, and I provide them with medicine, clothes, everything they need, food, everything they need. And I was helping many people in Central America, in London even, people who nearly to, to lose their houses. And if I look into this, for that, I will say, yes, I will do it again, help people. But if I look into this... For what I destroyed because I, I destroyed many families. I will never do it. I will never have thinking on that. I will I will go back there. The time we say never do that.
2: He uh, started an orphanage. Uh, that's what he's talking about in um, in um, Colombia to help uh, young kids uh, that uh, didn't have anything going for them. And uh, the, the orphanage is still still operating.
1: Well, so what do you want to do with the rest of your life now?
3: Uh, really. I'm an old man now. I really now I think it has to have my own piece of hand I have my own garden and grow out this, have my own dog and enjoy my life and just be relaxed, be cool every day and and I spend the time with my wife and she can't to live stay with me and i for thinking to do.
2: Uh. He wants. He wants to be a, a movie star too. <laughs> he wants. <laughs> he wants, uh, he wants our book to make it to make it uh, as a film, like I do. And we have. We've had some interest in it um, already. The book's out yet, and we've had some interest in it on that. But it's uh, an amazing story, and um,
1: wow, and yeah, yeah. hopefully
2: something will develop from that.
1: Did, did so, Ron? When you wrote this book and went through and talked to him and stuff like that, was there anything? Um, that really stuck out for you?
2: Well, it was just, uh, you know, uh, uh, for, for a period there in the book when I was, you know, researching it, you know, I was thinking to myself, God, I mean, uh, he really took chances there for, for a period with, with the Sicarios, didn't you, uh, Jesus, with the Sicarios? Um, yeah. They wanted, they wanted to kill certain people, and he wouldn't let them out of principle. And uh, that irritated them, but he had the right contacts, the right people that supported him within the Sicario community, and that was prevented. But eventually, they would have probably killed him. Uh, you know, they probably would have killed him because he was a liability to the organization, and that's why. And that's why um, Jesus had to had to leave uh, had to leave Colombia because for his own safety. On that, and he and he did leave, and um, it worked out. You know, okay, I mean, for him, he, he developed one of the, the biggest cocaine trafficking organization in the United Kingdom history.
1: Yeah. Zeus, hey, so, so whatever happened to the uh, to your organization after you got arrested and you were put in jail and all that stuff, what, what happened to a lot of the other people involved? Um, did it all fall apart?
3: Uh, normally that happens, yes. Someone, someone tried to take control, fell apart, but in my case, about 34 people were arrested. Some in Colombia, some in Spain, and about 17 or 18 in U.K. And for that Sorry. reason, yes, and for that reason, I the, 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 the fell apart. Um, some of the, of the big people, one of them, the big man who used to provide me with tons of cocaine, he, he was, he was, because but he, fe- he wanted to take the power, whatever he seen um, for that reason, he got murdered by the Sicarios because they don't want, they, they don't let the people to, sometimes they don't want someone to take the power, they they, they want to keep their power. Um, for that reason, uh, about a year after I was arrested, he got murdered by them. Wow. The,
2: uh- the total uh, there were 34 people convicted for 350 years in prison <laughs> that's, how, yeah. that's how big the organization that's how big the organization was and uh the british intelligence uh, uh said that uh, the price of cocaine jumped 50 percent after jesus was uh, locked up that's the kind of impact he had on the cocaine market in uh in yeah still just- this
3: I used to sell the kilo cocaine at 23,000 pounds, and two a, 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 a months a later I was arrested. The price grew up to 30,000, pounds per kilo.
1: Oh, so it's your fault for that, too. <laughs> 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 wow. Uh, so that's, that's quite a life you've had. Uh, what do you hope people get out of your book? Yes. <laughs> Well, a
2: good read for one thing, you know, that they'll be entertained for for uh how many hours it takes to uh to read the book. And uh you know, it's an amazing life. I mean he's you know, he's very very quiet now, Jesus is leading a quiet life, but uh you know, he he lived several lifetimes in one lifetime, you know, doing what he did and uh, and the fact that, that he was able to run this this empire, I mean twenty he had twenty thousand estimated twenty thousand people working for him. Um he had probably uh just about a hundred in uh, in the UK and and uh about twenty thousand in, in in Columbia doing all kinds of things. Money laundering, getting the drugs, everything on that sort of thing. So uh, it was quite an amazing quite an amazing life mm-hmm. and uh I'm just I'm glad I had the opportunity uh to to share it, you know, with the public by writing the book because uh it's you know it's it really it literally wrote itself because it's such an interesting book and there's so many twists and turns in his life that um, it makes for a, i think a great great read
1: well great and and so jesus who's going to star as you in the movie
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah in the in the book in the book is, is all the information the book i believe become very well I just spent many, many days, nights, months, writing everything, and everything is there. Seen all the information is fantastic.
1: Did you ever yeah. worry about uh, backlash from people that are still in the cocaine uh, world or business? Uh,
3: a little bit, but I don't think so, because I have no enemies. I don't owe money yeah, to anyone.
2: Know, Never killed anybody, you know. He, he, people don't have long memories about that. I mean, he, you know, he, no, nobody's out for revenge against him, you know, because of that.
1: But putting on the that, book out yeah. doesn't doesn't uh, give out any sort of information that someone might be cross at.
3: Mm, I don't, no, I don't think so.
2: No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's a bit, essentially Jesus' story about how he did it, you know
3: and um still real people in uh, the people involved there they were they were they were behind me they were working for me the only main person there that was me and um, i don't think so well, i don't i don't get all, any other organi- organization involved it's only my organization i don't think so there is no it's not going to affect anything
1: wow. Okay, so yep. now, now, Ron, where is the book going to be available, and is it out well, now? Is it,
2: the book is um, uh, is going to be, there's an e-book right now, uh, but the print book will be out, and this will be the official launch of the book, will be April 20th. And after April 20th, it will be available everywhere, you know, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, um, bookstores. It's going to be sold in the United Kingdom, as well as the United States. And um, we're hoping to get uh, the book uh, Spanish Rights. their book sold uh, pretty quickly because it's great information on Columbia. So it's a very unique story dealing with a, a Colombian kingpin in uh, in the UK rather than the US. On that, so yeah. just look for it. Just go on Amazon, and, um, and you'll see it on there. The real Mr. Big, and, uh, and uh, you can you can buy it.
1: Okay, and you have a website as well, right? Too.
2: Yeah, I have a website. It's com. People could connect with me on Facebook on that. And um, I'm not so active in Twitter, but uh, but they can connect with me on uh, on Facebook.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's been a pleasure. So now, uh, Jesus, um, we wish you the best, and uh, we thank you for coming on and, and kind of giving us a preview of your new book
3: yes you're very welcome
1: great and thank you ron yeah, thanks. and thank you Alan. the book is called the real mr big how a colombian refugee became the united kingdom's most notorious cocaine kingpin thanks for being here guys okay thank you all right
3: thank you very much
1: thanks ron thanks jesus okay.